What's up, podcast? This is Match Lava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Match Lava, and it is Tuesday. So it has been a really, really good week for releases so far. We had the Kobe 5 Proto Big Stages come out on Sunday, which is a little bit of a weird release because typically Sneakers does not do Sunday releases. And so those came out at 2 p.m. on Sunday. It was awesome. I ended up getting a pair, which was just super crazy because they were such a limited shoe and then they followed it up the next day for i guess kobe day even though sunday was his birthday kobe day was on 824 his two numbers in the nba and he they released a kobe 5 proto in the lakers colors and then a special edition lakers jersey with an 8 on the front and a 24 on the back and it said bryant and stuff it was really cool um, they did those releases on Monday for Kobe Day, and it was really cool. I, I enjoyed what they did with them. They made them super limited. I saw a lot of people who were upset about that because obviously a lot of Kobe fans really wanted the uh, products and stuff, and they were so limited that it was really hard for them to get them. But um, those came out, and then today, I don't know if they've always planned on releasing today, but the Dunk Low, the Nike Dunk Low, Metacom, Bear Brick, uh, collab came out today at 10 and so it was just a week full of releases so far it's been all really really good releases too I mean if you were to pick one of these pairs up and just immediately flip them you're looking at probably about a four to five hundred dollar profit depending on the sizing that you got for the bare brick collab today and then for the Kobe's you're probably still looking at about a five hundred dollar profit at the bare minimum and so it's just a it's crazy to me I love this sneaker reselling game I love the world that it kind of is in I'm not as big of a sneaker head but I do know a lot about sneakers and I, I I'm always trying to learn a little bit more trying to keep up with the different sorts of um the different markets and stuff for them and trying to keep up with the different uh, markets that kind of behave a lot like sneakers. That's why I'm paying a little bit of attention to sports cards. I know that I, I really want to devote a lot more attention, but I just, I don't really enjoy them nearly as much yet. And so I'm still doing a lot of sneakers. I'm still trying to pay attention to sports cards, but it's been really good. And I ended up missing on the Metacom dunks in the adult and the I think the adult in grade school sizing or, or they didn't do grade school but they did like preschool sizing I think um, and then they did toddler sizing which toddler sizes are like those baby shoes that you see at the store and so I ended up going for all of them I went for every single pair and I when I first started out I kind of was scared to do this right because I saw so many different colors and or, or I guess so many different sizes coming out and I'd go well they're releasing this shoe in three different sets of sizing they're doing it in like a full size run or a family size run I guess where they're doing uh, adult sizes and then kid sizes and then toddler sizes and so I would get kind of scared because I go well, what if I hit on every one and that's a super naive way of thinking about it because if you do hit on every one first off that's amazing get those things sold and these particularly these dunks I was going to hold because I think they would have gone up because they were super rare and limited but um the child sizing I really don't think goes up that well and so I ended up hitting on a pair and I was I was pretty pumped about it and I went and got a pair of the dunk or they were the dunk low bear bricks that came out today but they were in toddler sizing and I posted them up on eBay I think they were about 60 bucks I posted them up on eBay for 160 somebody made me an offer for 140 and I took it because I was looking at some of the other dunks that were more um, that were limited, but maybe not as rare. And they were going for about 100 to 130, and they've come out a few months back. And so I'm not really sure what holding these would look like. I really don't 
want to hold them. I can't really see them going up that high because they're toddler sizes. So these aren't like the Mars Yards or anything that went up significantly and then re-released on sneakers and stuff. I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure what um, what the market for these is like a few months down the road. But honestly, since I didn't have a ton of data and I didn't really have a ton of time to look at it today, I kind of just quick sold them. And that's fine. The only thing I didn't do was list them as a men's athletic shoe, which I kick myself for not doing that. Because when you list as a men or women's athletic shoe, you get the 0% fees. So I ended up paying $16 in fees that I really wish I hadn't paid. But it is what it is. I would have just listed the same size. And, and here's the thing. When you do that, you're listing at a category, which one I don't think you're allowed to do on eBay. So uh, I'm not recommending you doing that. But, you know, you do what you want to do. So um, anyway... You're listing out a category which can put you at a disadvantage, I think. But, you know, if you are, if the item is hot enough, sometimes it still sells pretty easily. And so that was something that I wish I, you know, you just wish that they would have done that for everything, right? All athletic shoes. But obviously they don't want to do that because they, they want to limit that but make it as good for the customer as possible. That way, you know, they're making the most money they can, but we're also being able to make as much money as we can. And it's a good symbiotic relationship for both of us. But those were cool. I was excited to hit on those. And the guy asked me, hey, do you have, you know, we went back and forth. And he asked me, hey, do you have some sort of verification that you actually bought these? I don't buy a lot on here. And I'm kind of concerned that they, you know, I don't, I'm not saying I don't trust you, which, which I get. If I was buying a pair of sneakers, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that today. If I was buying a pair of sneakers, I'd be a little bit wary. And so I said, yeah, hold on. I went on my PayPal because I paid with a PayPal and I grabbed the transaction. I crossed out everything, even the last four digits of the card. Like it shows the last four digits of the card I used. I crossed that out. I crossed out anything that could be uh, personal information. I just basically verify that, hey, and I even leave the time at the top because if they see the time, you know, as a real time that just happened, like, I don't know, I send the message at 1036 and the, the top of the picture, it says 1035. Obviously, I probably didn't Photoshop that in. And I showed them what the charge was and they saw that the charge hit for from Nike for the amount that the shoes were and you know everything was good and they said hey that's awesome thank you so much um they paid right away and they said if you have an Instagram that we could follow you on I would really like to follow you and see what else you get and maybe buy from you in the future and so I'm not going to send them that on eBay because eBay is a little bit sketch about that they really do not like you sharing information like that um because they lose out on sales which makes sense but at the same time i have a brand that i would like to contribute to at some point and if somebody asks to hear about it then i'm definitely going to uh give them the you know give them the information and so hopefully that person actually does follow me and, and you know either learn something or you know buys from me that'd be awesome um but i know a at least one sneaker reseller who does a lot of relationship building with people that he sells to so that he has a few contacts that hit him up every release and say, hey, buy this size and I'll pay you X amount of dollars and they'll pay him just directly. And so it's a, a friends and family transaction on PayPal. They've established that relationship and now he's making an extra 20 bucks a release on shoes and they're paying an extra 10 bucks less on shoes and he has a guaranteed sale every time the release comes out. And now it's just up to him to try and get it. And so that is something that I think I would love to have. I just think 
I think it would be so nice. I mean, you have guaranteed profit every release if the person wants the shoe. And so you have a kind of a contact list of people that obviously want the shoes. They hit you up and say, hey, get this size. I'll pay you X amount of dollars. It'll be cash. And you don't have to worry about paying fees. You don't have to worry about all this other kind of stuff. And so I'm excited about that. Obviously, it could just turn out to be a dud. The guy may not even you know, care that much to to pay attention, but it could turn out into a relationship that ends up being very profitable and, you know, something that could, you know, you never know. You never know if you find somebody that has a lot of sneakerhead friends that maybe like to buy sneakers that come out. Maybe he talks to you, talks to them about you if you are offering great customer service. And then from then on, you kind of get more people that you transfer word of mouth, or maybe he shows somebody your Instagram profile and, you know, they end up buying sneakers from you in the future. You never really know, but that's one of the things that I, and that's not really the point of my Instagram, but I mean, if the guy wants to follow me and he wants to see what I'm doing, I'll show him. I mean, it is what it is. And so, um, it is, it is a, uh, it is kind of a crazy, crazy world that we live in. I think that it's awesome that you can buy a pair of child's shoes and sell them and make about 50 bucks on them. Just just because they're that limited, I, I think that kind of stuff is awesome. And so for me, I enjoy the sneaker reselling thing. I think it's really cool. And that was really what I was doing today. Um, pro, like that was what I was able to profit on today. And so um, a few other things, I made some really big sales today. I actually hit about $1,000 in sales, which is really cool. Um, wasn't my biggest sales day ever, but I had that I think about a week ago. And then I had to cancel the sale because I didn't have enough inventory, which kind of sucks. So I had miscounted. I thought that one of the pieces that I had that I was selling in the lot was was not sold, but I had already sold it when I counted. So I basically double counted one of the items I had. And when somebody bought nine of them, I ended up um, not being able to do that sale. So that was kind of a bummer. Um, that was pretty large sale. It was larger than my sale I made today, but um, you know, things sell again and that's kind of what happened here. I kind of realized they would sell again. So um, I got them relisted and they, a bunch of them sold today, which is awesome. And so it's been a really good day. They're not all this good. Um, it's been, July was a little bit slow. I think a lot of people have that. It was still good for me. I made good profit. I made over a hundred sales, which is usually my goal every month. Um, this month has not been as much make a hundred sales. It's been very, very much try and learn as much as I can. And I did set a goal to learn a lot about sports cards and I've learned a considerable amount, but there's definitely a lot more left on the table for me to take in. And I've really been focused on sneakers. I, I just have been, it's, it's something that I think is very scalable. And I think it's something that obviously isn't as scalable as sports cards, but I think for me, it's something that I can get involved with some sort of group or or something and be able to know, hey, this release comes out on this site, this release comes out on this site, this release comes out at this time, this is the release is coming out today. Once you kind of have that streamlined, you can kind of just do what you need to do to get the actual pair of shoes. And, you know, getting better at those sorts of things is really what I want to do. Um, so I'm just learning that right now. Then I'm going to transition to something else and still have that in my back pocket that anytime shoes are coming out, I can kind of go and get them and have a decent idea of what to do with those. But it's just, it's a learning process. So, um, Speaking of shoes, there are a couple of people that follow me on Instagram and that they have messaged me and stuff and said, hey, how do you do shoes? What do you do for shoes? And it's basically pretty simple. I started out doing Ross finds and I think that that's good for some people. Now for me, the shoes are not hyped and that's the problem, right? I don't like sitting on shoes very long. I don't like sitting on anything very long. It's a, 
it's it's difficult, right? Unless it's a pair of shoes that I'm investing in, which is a completely separate game for me, I don't really like sitting on them that long. And so now I have, I don't know, 15 pairs of sneakers that I got from Adidas and from, I think, Foot Locker of different pairs that were not supposed to be investment sneakers. And a lot of people, uh, you know, guess what? Everything was on sale. People bought those up too. I wasn't the only person who had an idea of reselling these. And now the market is tanked for them. And it's almost like a Ross find again. And I mean, it's a mistake, right? It wasn't that smart. I shouldn't have went all in on a pair of sneakers that was that low of a markdown, number one. Number two, it was on Adidas. It wasn't like it wasn't like some crazy sale that was like, it was all over Twitter. It was all over Adidas. Like, you would have had to have been, um, if you're following sneakers, you would have really not had to have paid attention to not see that there was this huge sale on the Damien Lillard Sixes. And so, I, uh, or the Dame Sixes, I guess. But I, I ended up buying a bunch of them. They're returnable. It's fine. But I just, I really wanted to make a bunch of profit on these and, and at least do it. And I think I can. I think that I'll be able to make money on them and make a good amount. I just have to, um, kind of reassess the market for them, maybe price them down a little bit more and get things moving with those. So, um, when you're talking about sneakers, though, a lot of people, They'll go and look for sneakers and they'll go and look for good deals. And I think that's something that's a very good idea if you know what you're doing. But if you're starting out, I would not recommend going on eBay, Mercari, um, Poshmark, or local to get sneakers. Because the problem is there are a considerable amount of fakes out there. I would definitely do a little bit of due diligence and learn what you need to be picking up, um, what things to look for. There are a couple sites out there and I can't remember the name of them right now. But if you just Google um sneaker authenticity check and uh it'll pop up with like a bunch of sites and i think the first one is this sneaker site that basically you send your sneakers you send pictures in and they'll authentic like check the authenticity on them but that's a paid service the other thing that they do is a bunch of free guides and typically what people ask me is hey does this seem authentic well if it's not on their website it's probably authentic it's probably authentic right if it's not if it doesn't have a guide created for it like a pair of regular air forces or a pair of air max that has that's not like a collab done with somebody like off-white or something if it's just a regular pair of shoes that's maybe valuable but somebody has priced low chances are the shoes are real nobody's faking a regular pair of nikes that's worth a lot of money unless you know it's a jordan one release that's pretty limited or an off-white collab or any of these collabs that comes out like the strange loves or any of the dunk collabs that have been coming out which i guess would be the strange loves or like any of the other lee off-white collabs that we've had this year um those have really been the bigger ones uh or the shoes that came out today you know people will fake these shoes uh the kobe protos would be another big one to fake but you know, if you're just buying a pair of Air Forces that are maybe like the Tearaways or something that came out uh, about a month or two ago, and you just find a good deal on those, chances are the person just didn't want their shoes anymore, and they're not faked because people don't fake common shoes, if that makes sense, right? Who would? You really don't want to fake a common shoe because nobody's going to buy it. They, they only care about buying the hype shoes, so it's a lot easier to get somebody to bite on a fake hype shoe than a fake non-hype shoe because people don't really have that demand for it anyways so it is something that you know and that's something you learn right i mean i didn't know that starting out either i'm not saying anything is wrong with thinking that it's a very valid question and i would ask that question more often than not often if you're not sure but when you're getting into looking for a pair of travis scott's or something like that those sneakers themselves are often faked and that was one of the pairs of sneakers that somebody had bought um, from mercari that i was talking to and they said hey 
I just bought these sneakers on Mercari, and I didn't really think anything of it. I thought that, hey, you know, probably got a good deal on those, and it turns out that the sneakers were fake. And now there were some other circumstances that he couldn't really do anything about it because I think he'd already rated the buyer and stuff, which is a, which is which is difficult. And make sure that your stuff is um is good to go whenever you are purchasing things and that you don't just rate somebody positively on eBay or Mercari or something without actually doing a, a whole lot of looking into the product that you bought, just mainly because you want to keep yourself protected. You don't want to end up causing your uh, buyer protection to be in jeopardy because you gave somebody a good rating and then now you're looking at it and going, wait, this doesn't actually look good. Well, the platform already sees that you gave them a good rating and so they're probably going to side with the buyer in that case because you or the, the seller in that case because you already you already basically said you were happy with the transaction. And so that is something that's difficult. Um, but, you know, if I'm starting in sneakers, the first thing I'm doing is not just going local. And you can if it's, like I said, not a hype sneaker. But if it's one of these sneakers that you know has a lot of hype behind it, like a Travis Scott or a one of the dunks that came out or um, one of these sneakers that would be easily fakeable, um, you know, ones that would drive people to fake them because there is a lot of demand for the shoe, that would be a red flag for me and you would have to do a lot of research. And there's tons and tons of YouTube videos. There are tons of guides online where people actually go out and they find a pair of fakes and they go, hey, here is what the fakes look like compared to the real ones. And I don't know how they get the real ones. Uh, They either probably pay resell for it or they backdoor them or Maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe Nike sends them one. I doubt that. Like maybe Nike or Foot Locker or somebody sends them one um, just because they know that they'll get a plug in the video whenever they say, hey, this is sponsored by Nike. They sent me these shoes or hey, you know, I'm not sure who or how they get the shoes. Probably be a good investment for them to just buy them anyways because they're probably making a ton of money off of these YouTube videos if they're a big enough channel. But you know, it is um, it is a thing where people make these videos and they say, hey, here is what a fake pair looks like. And they'll point out all of the differences. And you can clearly see what the differences are. You would have never noticed them without them pointing them out to you. But now that you know, uh, you have a better sense of what you're looking for. And so that's what I would do. If you're going to buy sneakers off of a platform that is not StockX or GOAT, those platforms themselves actually do the verification, the authentication for you. Now, there's obviously the very rare case that a fake gets their stock X or goat. Maybe the person was just tired that day. But for the most part, they are spot on. They know what they're doing. They are built on the fact that they do authentication where eBay and Mercari and Poshmark really don't. I think that Mercari actually has an authentication program now that I'm thinking about it. You should probably pay for that if you're buying a higher end product like uh, something like a coach bag or uh, a pair of like Yeezys or something. I think that they will authenticate them. And somebody's actually asked me to do that before. And I said no because <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. I'd never seen it before. It was the first time it ever popped up. Um, I'm pretty sure the buyer pays though. So you're going to be paying maybe an extra 10 bucks. But at that point, you wait a few extra days and Mercari says, hey, this is good to go. We've authenticated it and we think it's real and then you have their production on top of your own that's basically saying hey you know you guys said this is authentic and if it's not authentic then you know they're uh, they're to blame and so that is something that i think is um is a huge service but you know these platforms themselves aren't just doing this authentication for you ebay mercari poshmark aren't doing it automatically and that's the difference between goat and stockx they're actually doing it that's part of what they do that's who they are and so 
when you're buying off of eBay or or locally even, you're not really guaranteed that the shoe is real. And so you put up a huge amount of risk. You have to know what you're doing. And there are a lot of people that do really well with it. There are a lot of people that find crazy shoe deals locally. And I applaud those people. But for me, I don't really know the differences yet. And I haven't put them enough time into look and say, hey, this is what I'm looking for. I've done my fair amount of research. I can easily spot the differences between a Jordan 1 real shattered backboard and a fake shattered backboard, which I don't even know if somebody's faked those, but you know, the original ones are worth a lot of money right now. So maybe there are some fakes floating around. Um, but you know, or like a pair of the cactus Jack fours, like those would be a shoe that have been faked a lot. And so to be able to spot the differences, that would be something you'd have to do a lot of research on. And so I'm very cautious, especially for newer sneaker buyers to go out and say, Hey, you should try and buy off of a platform like this. And usually, I mean, the biggest rule of thumb for me, and it sucks because everybody, nobody wants to hear this, right? But if it's too good of a deal to be true, it is a too good, it is not actually a good deal because you're ending up spending a lot of money on something that's probably going to be fake. And so garage sales, they're a different story. And I, I don't buy sneakers at garage sales typically, unless I really know that the person's real, they're an authentic sneaker collector. And, and then again, I've never found one of those, but that would be like my one situation. But most of the time, like... A, a too good deal to be true would be like, okay, I walked into this garage, like like when I walked into a, an estate sale and I found a lady who was a brain surgeon for 30 years and she had all of her textbooks for med school. Like that, okay, fine. That's too good to be true because I got I got 80 books for 50 cents a piece and the first one I ended up flipping for over 100 bucks, okay? That is too good to be true, but that's something that is actually true because that's just a, that, that's a real scenario. You could see that in your mind. You can't see in your mind somebody taking a pair of Travis Scott dunks and saying, well, these are worth, you know, $1,500. I don't even know what they're at right now on StockX, but for example, they're worth 1500 bucks on StockX for a size eight. I feel like selling them for 500 right now locally or on eBay. Like nobody's going to do that. That doesn't make any sense. That's That defies what would be rational. And that's something that I usually, that throws up a red flag for me. And anytime I get those signals, I've kind of come to the point where it's like, I'm not doing this. I don't, I don't have, I don't care what the deal is. 500 bucks is a lot of money and I'm not just going to dish that out on something I hope is real. And so that's something to keep in mind. Um, it, you know, if you find yourself in this situation or you've, you've done this before, obviously don't beat yourself up. You didn't know, but going forward, I, I think that it's important to kind of recognize that there are a fair amount of risks with this. And there are people that easily, they want to steal your lunch every day of the week. And, and it's just something that, you know, they're obviously not like people who really want to better themselves in like a realistic way or an authentic way, I guess I, I would put it. But they kind of want to do whatever they can to get money and they don't really care how many people they scam or screw over. And that's not something that I would ever condone, but it happens and you need to be aware of it. So uh, just keep that in mind. I mean, obviously not maybe the most positive podcast right now, but it's something to think about because you don't want to end up finding yourself not having a, you know, having lose lost money because you ended up spending money on something that isn't real or isn't authentic or isn't resellable. So um, just keep that in mind if you decide to do sneakers and you decide to try and buy them on eBay or Mercari or somewhere or locally. Just keep that kind of stuff in mind and uh, hopefully you end up finding yourself a good deal on an authentic pair that maybe rises in value or maybe somebody's just trying to liquidate a collection. You never know, but um, just keep that kind of stuff in the back of your mind. So that being said, I'm going to go. You guys have a good one and I'll talk to you tomorrow with another podcast. Peace.